You want to clap or you want me to? Ready? Yeah. Nice. Good job, James. <laughs> All right. Hi, Jay. I don't know why we need it without the if we're not doing video and we're recording <laughs> on the same track. I just, okay, so people don't know, before we get started, James and I have a little battle about who gets to clap to make sure if there's ever a problem with the audio, I can link it back up. I've never used it really, except well, in the video. It was, it's for, it's for video. All the videos I've done. you've never done any of the videos. You make me store all the damn video. I, you know, I have to buy a new hard drive for all the video now. I've literally been spent like the last week trying to figure out, well, should I buy a cheap one for only 60 bucks or should I get a nice one for $230? So until last week, starting with episode 10. You, we, you know what? I bet you haven't even watched the video that I actually posted. Like two weeks ago now. I just didn't want no, to pop up. Yeah, I saw a, a video. Episode. I can't recall. Pops up. Do you remember? Oh, I didn't watch a whole episode. No, yet. I need to, though. I'd like to it watch it. It was the Van Life one, and I have splits in with. Okay, I'm so sorry. Maybe doing, letting you know that Janelle <laughs> would be in it. Can, can encourage you to watch it. <laughs> okay, just. Just before we start, I want to just quickly cover a couple of things. Good morning, I did. Christopher. Good morning, James. Hey, so it's May 4th, which we usually don't date ourselves, but today is May 4th. And so you and I both like Star Wars. Yeah. I love Star Wars. But you don't, you're not a fan of May 4th. I'm more of a Trekkie, though. <laughs> I think oh. May 4th is kind of lame. So I have a bunch of questions for you, James. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay, here's the first one. I didn't get to study first. Star Wars stuff. Oh, boy. Is a female Mandalorian called a woman DeLorean. Oh, for the love of God. All right, I thought this was going to be, okay. Are cooked no, they're called badasses who will kick your ass. Are cooked potatoes on the Death Star called Vader Tots? <laughs> Since Disneyland owns Star Wars, does Vader now sing, when you wish upon a Death Star? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's even worse in, in person. Like the live show, you, you'd think that in, 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 if the live show would be better than the tweet No, show. no, no, no. If, it, if the Jedi ever comes to Earth, will they drive a Toyota? Nah, nah, nah. Okay, here's one of my favorite ones. Is Jabba the Hutt's middle name really the... Are we, are, we almost, are we almost over? Was Star Wars the character? Ah, uh, forget that one. What? No, you brought it up. <laughs> okay. Was Star was the Star Wars character that sells hot dogs called Admiral Snack Bar? <laughs> well, at least someone's laughing. Did Luke did Luke get his bionic arm from a secondhand store? The Akbar one <laughs> you were going to ditch, but this one you were going to keep in? <laughs> are there no Star... Are there, are there no stairs on the Death Star because everyone uses the elevator? <laughs> Is it true that you can't count on Yoda to pick up the tab because he's always a little short? Oh. <laughs> for for work, did Luke Skywalker pay R two D two under the table? Is well, I didn't there get that one? Yeah, because he's short. It was it was lame. Well, uh, it, 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 it <laughs> makes me think of Han Han Solo shooting Grebo or not Grebo. What was it? Greedo under the under the table. Well, I have a, a, a question for you, right? And here it is: Is it true that there is a Jedi musician called Bon Jovi Juan Kenobi? <laughs> Can All I right. ask you about Bon Jovi? Yeah, go ahead. Do you like Bon Jovi? Um, I like two of his songs. Never saw him in concert. Never wanted to. Probably never will. 
I listened to a song a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember, one of their most popular ones, and it just the name of which has completely escaped me at the moment. But I was listening to it again, and I'm thinking, I still don't like these people, but they do seem like they know what they're doing. Oh, it's they like, were great musicians. Yeah. I can't. T- he, he he sings great. The mu- music sounds great. It's just what they're singing. Really I think his birthday's coming up soon. And kind of the way they were singing was kind of dumb too. I guess I I didn't like the idea of actually being able to understand the words. That's just not rock. It's like Tom Petty's like, no, that's not really, that's, that's more. uh, Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. We're getting off track. What did you want? Is it true that Luke Skywalker always knows what he's getting for his birthday because he feels the presence? (laughs) All right. This is my last one. And this is my favorite one. Are you ready, James? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. When Anakin Skywalker worked at a restaurant, did they call him Darth Waiter? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, they they sure did. I can see him getting mad and killing all the patrons. All right. I want to get some coffee. Can we get some coffee? (laughs) Yeah, please. I need something. Life getting you down. Is your head always drooping towards the floor? And then seeing your horrible floor just makes you feel that much worse? What to do? Don't change you. That's too much work. Change your floor instead. Courageous flooring is happy, sunny, exciting, rejuvenating flooring. They make flooring fun again. Woohoo! Go Rageous Flooring. For one you just can't bear to look at your old, horrible floor anymore. You'll be so happy you won't ever look at your floor again. Whoopee. That's GoRageousFlooring.com. Rageous Flooring. G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S.com. So, Christopher, if someone were so inclined to find more of these quips, Star Wars quips, and things of a similar nature, where would one go? Oh, you can see all of my bad jokes at One Big Liar. <laughs> Dot com, wow. not so much, but on Twitter, I'm a big Twitter guy. Oh my God! Uh-oh. Did you hear what, what happened? happened to TikTok? No, what happened to TikTok? It's been it's been shut down it for has like not. You lie. Am I wrong? Did you? Okay. So I was I'm able to, I was unable right to go now. on TikTok only. And the only reason I went on TikTok is because people said it was broken down. So I wanted to see if it really was. Don't, you're just, you're just, uh, okay. You're looking it up. He's trying his TikTok. TikTok. See the, the angry black woman still being angry and black. Okay. Are there any angry white women? Oh yeah. That was the last one. You, you skip, I skipped that one. Here's a, uh, you know, cats. Oh, cats. I love cats. Cats and angry people, you know? So. Oh, it's look at, it's a monochromatic cat like mine. <laughs> so you love you like TikTok, yeah? TikTok, don't you know what? Don't try to scare me that TikTok's dead. I don't Thanks, think your dog. I don't think your dog liked the fact that uh, <laughs> you were talking about cats. All right, she likes cats. Uh, what? Huh? AOL. Disney. 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 Okay, whatever. Bill. <laughs> well, that was just National Geographic. I thought we had more interesting things to talk about. We can save that for another time. Okay. Like uh, Bill. Okay, so you've been watching the news on the Bill Gates thing. Yeah, you mean them getting divorced? Yeah. Wait, yeah. What is up with that? How old are they? Hang on a second. How really, literally, how old is Bill? Gates? I had read. I don't know if this is true, but I had read that they were married for twenty-seven years. Yeah. The thing is, is that that seems a long time to get divorced. But I kind of can understand it. Maybe if you're like married when you're like twenty. And now you're 50 and you're like halfway through your life, you're going through midlife crisis. You're like, hey, I'm That's ready lame. to change up. That's lame. Either no the reason. man or the woman. I'm not talking about sex either way here, but 
what I'm saying is I, I kind of get that, but I think they got married at 50. <laughs> so uh, I don't get that part. Come on, guys. I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm going to look at I'm sorry. I have to look it up. How, the how only thing it? I can think of is that she found out about the secret lab in China and now she's a little pissed about the virus. He's only 65. Well, he's kind of young, though. He's younger than that. God, he looks old. Oh, I thought he, they got old, uh, married later in their life. No. When did they get married? What, I don't know. How I old were they? I'm not looking at that. I'm just looking at uh, how old he is. He was born in 1955, so he's 65 years old. He looks like... He looks a lot older than that. He looks like he's 70. It's all those years in front of that uh, x-ray screen. You know, the radiation screens that they used to have. Well, it's probably developing the vaccine that did it to him. <laughs> I mean, who do you think they tested all the, the, the microbes and or the microchips on? He probably did all the testing on himself first. In his secret lab. <laughs> in China. Like, just like Tony in Stark. In Wanhu. In Wanhu. Just like Tony Stark. You know, Tony Stark tested all of his suits on himself, right? I'm sure Bill Gates tested all of his microchips on himself as well. <laughs> so you, you you think it has something to do with the vaccine? Well, very well known for being philanthropists. Mm-hmm. But if I recall correctly, they only became philanthropists after everybody was giving them a lot of nonsense because they were the richest people on the planet. And yet they hadn't given one penny to charity. Finally, they go, hmm. I don't know that that's true. It's I, not? Well, first of all, they started their foundation foundation in 1995. So that's got a kind of a good track record. And granted, that was you know a couple decades after he started Microsoft. But that was pretty much in the heyday of Microsoft. 90, 1995 was, if you remember Windows 95, that's when Windows... I'm trying was, to forget. <laughs> Windows 95 was a perfectly fine operating system. It was all the junk that people tried to put on it that made it kind of horrible. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, it was certainly, it was way better than Windows 3.1. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember I had to install those for the company I was working for, yep. and holy moly, what a, a big mess. Didn't work with the server, then I had to update the server, and then, oh my God, it goes on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, that was- uh, r- And really, email issues. <laughs> the 95 was was the, the dawn of the modern Fair enough. That, that was a good, that was a solid- yeah, OS. It was, and it was the first one that was from Microsoft anyone, anyway. It was out. Now, you know, Apple had been have great software all through this period, except that kind of inversely what most people would expect. It was Apple software has always been really great and easy to use, but their technical deficit, deficits at this point had been piling up for a really long time. So I don't know. I think this may have been OS 9 or 8 or 9 by this point. And yeah, it worked. It was easy to use. The user interface was great and they had fantastic hardware. So in the divorce, do you think like he's going to get Microsoft and she's going to get the Apple shares? <laughs> um, I'd rather have the Apple shares. <laughs> oh, you think Microsoft is going to be on its way out? Oh, no, I think I think they've they stabilized. I mean, they lost their lead as far as, you know, they're, they're not the dominant browser anymore, which is still kind of hard to believe. Uh, at one point, they were so dominant. They were like 98. I'm not making this up. This is a 98 or 99% of the world used Microsoft Internet Explorer. And to have fallen completely off the radar is, is shocking. Though that happens because, you know, you make mistakes and companies kind of suck. Well, interesting about technology is it's kind of like um, the pharmaceutical. I mean, it's just up and down. I mean, the slightest little news can just like swing a company the other direction. Um, well, no, this, this isn't the, it, it took a while, Microsoft a while to fall off of its, its horse. I mean, Microsoft uh, Edge, Microsoft Internet Explorer took, took many years to, to be, to destroy itself. You know, it started with Firefox and then Chrome came in and kind of did the, the knockout punch. Yeah, I agree with that. And of course, Chrome is, Chrome is no better than an Internet Explorer was at its, you know, I, I would say at its height of badness, you know, Internet Explorer 6, 
Chrome is that right now. Chrome is a is a massive, horrible, lurching beast of a of program, and anybody who uses it should feel bad. It's so weird that you're talking about browsers because just last week I started using a new browser. Really? It's it called it Brave. It is. Oh, there you go. Do you, you love it or do you, you hate it? It's fine. I like how it gives me a little, every time I log on, or I should say every time I use the browser, a little number pops up, says, this is how many people we blocked. I feel like, oh, right. Been, it's like my guardian angel. Yeah, I've been doing that for years with Ghostly though. Yeah, I know. So do you, you've tried it. Do you like it? I use it once in a while. I mean, it's fine. I just, I just, I don't see the purpose of it. Well, I like to use multiple browsers every day. And I think it's a little bit silly. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a little bit silly. This whole, oh, we're going to, you're going to gain points by, with attention and then you can share those points with creators and all that nonsense. Yeah. What do you think about all that? I, like I said, I think it's, I don't, do I, I ignore it? that I part of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that kind of thing is, makes any real sense. I Tell me it's, this. It's if fantasy. you really are using it, have you noticed it's faster than my your other browsers. It's not faster than Safari, in huh. my experience. But I don't use Brave very often. So I've noticed it equal or faster than Safari on my, on my particular on the particular laptop I use every day. Do you uh, have a lot of tabs open in Safari, or I do, mm-hmm. I do. And you're right, I have less tabs in the Brave. So anyway, uh, Bill and Melinda, yeah, I think it's kind of lame. Uh, stick stick it out, guys. You only got another 20 or 30 years, so just stick it out. Maybe there'll be one of those couples that remarry after a year. (laughs) I knew a guy like that. It didn't go well. He was really dumb. Mm. God. My grandmother did it twice to my grandfather. They had gotten married, divorced, remarried, divorced, and remarried. I don't understand that. If you knew my grandmother, you would. (laughs) Was she crazy? No comment. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Then, well, and other tech news of failed businesses. What was the biggest internet name in, in the early days of the internet? What was the first internet company you can remember? Oh, well, well, there's a couple, but the big one, the biggest, like the mad dog that actually looked like a electronic newspaper was Yahoo. Mm-hmm. And what are they, what, any, anything else? Like in the, in the, in the mid nineties, you said internet to people and anybody who knew anything about the internet would say Yahoo and. Well, there's Locris. AOL. Oh, I love AOL. it. I used what? to love it. I still have an AOL account. You, well, yeah, who doesn't? But you actually <laughs> liked AOL? Well, I liked the little music it sang at the beginning. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, well, the big news. I, it's hard to be to keep my composure. They got sold again. Do, do you ever use AOL? No. I haven't used AOL probably this century. AOL is my safeguard whenever I'm worried I lost a password. I go, you know what? I'm going to go check my old AOL account and it's still there. Hard and st- I like the idea that if I'm in the middle of nowhere and I can't get internet, I can still plug in my AOL modem and get it to work oh, on yeah, the good phone. Luck with that. <laughs> I, I would I would be highly, I don't even know if they, they still have their dial-up servers. Okay, I got something funny. It's not funny. It's weird. Okay, so you know Quaker Oats, and they they make the oat tube, right? Yeah. Okay, so those are the perfect size for CDs. Okay. So remember when the AOL used to send you the CDs in the mail hoping you'd upgrade? Yeah. I took every single one I ever got and threw it into a Quaker Oats tube, uh-huh. and I have two tubes of AOL CDs sitting in my garage. <laughs> Okay. I have no comment other than that. No comment. Well, I, I would say, <laughs> does your wife know about this? 
My poor wife. L- listen. Does she know about this? Because if she needs any more space in the garage, I'm going to send her a text. She wouldn't be surprised. That there's like at least half a square foot of more additional space that she can use in the garage. Right. So I know this is terrible. I'm, I don't feel like I'm a hoarder, but oh. I'm going to sound like a hoarder oh after this. Oh my God. That was- so James has been in my house quite a few times and he knows- that when you look out the back window, it's pretty open. But if you look, uh, if you actually walk outside and you look to the far right or the far left, I was going to say either you, way, you see piles. Well, I wouldn't say piles; they're collections. Yes. So, for example, like I have antique Hollywood lighting that's actually sitting on my roof. That people always ask, "What do you have? Like a satellite on there?" I go, "No, those are just old Hollywood lights." And I have like a dozen of them. And then I have like. Um, old stage lights that I've found over the years and they, they're lighting up my back patio for when I feel like I want to be a rock star from the 80s. I can... <laughs> bon Jovi. Yeah, thanks. And I, I, you know, get my guitar and start rocking out with the, you know, the, the 80s style lights shining on me. <laughs> Pretend like I'm in a never, never land of rock and roll. But getting to my garage, my garage is a maze around the whole garage of all of my hobbies. So for like, there's a section that's all like, video cameras from them doing video editing. And then there's a whole section with just piles of different music instruments. And then there's another area of shelving that's all like when I decide I'm going to be a painter today and I decide I'm going to break out the oil paints. And then there's a whole section of like the kitty stuff. So like one whole section for one son, another section for the daughter, oh, another section children, for the son. Okay. Offspring. You have areas for your offspring. Yeah. Okay. And so they have, I have all the stuff that there's like from, like from their little first shoes to, you know, the first stuffed animal or who knows what, but you can't get in my garage. It is packed. Well, Christopher, I haven't been to your garage yet. (laughs) And, and this may sound odd having you, you're familiar with my house to some degree and you've seen the clutter apocalypse that it is. But you don't have like piles of stuff, do you? Do you feel like you have piles? We pile, well, you know, you, you, I guess you walk through the kitchen very quickly because every, every horizontal surface is basically piled with stuff. Oh. It's kind of embarrassing, but that's not my problem. Um, <laughs> here's the rule, though. That being said, the rule, I have a very simple rule. Garages are for cars. I'm Uh-oh. not saying that's the only thing that can be in your garage, but you have to have a car in the garage, especially here in Phoenix. Well, I do have a car in my garage. Oh, okay. It's an old VW I purchased from a friend when I was 19 years old. It's a 1968 VW Bug. And it's just sitting there. It doesn't run. Oh. I just It's just like a piece of nostalgia for me. And I keep saying someday I'm going to get it working again. It just never seems to happen. I'm not sure that counts. I might have to amend my stipend. But doesn't a real man always have like an old car, like a classic car that he says someday he's going to work on? And only the cool guys actually get it done, but the kind of half cool guys to have it just sitting there. So what does that make me? I don't know. What do you have in your garage? Hey, I, I, I don't have a garage. <laughs> What's this behind you? That is a that is a converted garage that was converted before we moved in, and that that was originally well, originally it was a garage, but then it was converted into the master suite, <laughs> and my wife is currently using it as, as her office. Oh, right. So I have an area on the side of my behind my garage. It's kind of kitty corner between the house and the garage, and it's basically just a closed-in area. And it used to be like a workroom. It had like you uh outlets all around it. It still does. And they're all about uh, chest high. So you can plug in equipment if you had a table. Can you electrocute yourself really easy? Yeah, it's really easy to stick your finger in there. Uh, Anyways, it's converted to what uh, my wife calls the rumpus room, which means anything that's kind of fun, but yet we don't want it visible in the rest of the house goes into that room. 
So like it has extra guitars, saxophones, it has an extra bed in there. It has all of my hundreds and hundreds of books. I'm sorry to think that you do have a problem because you have a completely packed garage. You have a completely back packed backyard. And now you also have a rumpus room. It's true. But on the other hand, you've in seen my kitchen. Years. It's it's pretty tidy usually. Yeah. And so is the living room. Uh-huh. Um, and each kid is different. I'm a, a little bit concerned though that these areas of where you can walk and look normal are going to <laughs> continue to shrink. But don't hoarders don't care. You know, they'll just pile it by the front door. But you don't yeah, but that these these things happen by degrees. First oh, it's right. the garage, then it's the rumpus room, <laughs> then it's the backyard, and then, oh, well, the dining room, you know, you don't really need the dining room, you can eat in the living room. Yeah, I hear room, I fluctuate, kitchen. though, I fluctuate. Uh, well, I don't know, I haven't really talked about Yahoo and, and oh, oh, well, okay, being okay. so freaking sad that they, these are companies at their height, both of which individually were worth over $100 billion, and they got sold combined, this is a Yahoo AOL. Mar- I AOL. didn't even know Verizon that Yahoo was part of AOL. I th- yeah, they're, they're combined. I don't Do you remember exactly. when Warner used to have him? Was it Warner? Yeah, it definitely was Warner. Yeah, it's been bought and sold. It used it, to be called Verizon, uh, AOL Warner. Verizon was the uh, the last owner and they just sold. This is the one that they just sold it for a whopping $5 billion. Was, was that There's a nothing. B or an M? B, billion. You gotta be kidding. I mean, it's kind of... In, in, well, I get the Yahoo hand, part. On one hand, it's like they're still worth five billion. On the other hand, it's like wow, these companies have fallen so far. I mean, it's a like a fraction of what they used to be valued at. And when you were talking, you said something hilarious earlier, and that was you're putting labels on just anything. So I don't remember the name of the company. It's some little private company who bought them for five. You know, little private company that can raise five billion dollars, <laughs> and they're just they're just going to use for advertising, and they're just they're just going. What do you mean? Like they're just going to. But what, what do you mean by every day? Oh, they like, say they're going to try to use the platforms to mine more information about the user so they can do an ad, you know, an ad based. Well, you know what? I think there are people in this space already. They're called Google and Facebook. How are you going to compete against them? But the other thing, you know, here's the thing, right? At the end of the day, you know, in five years, it's going to be sold again for probably $5 million instead of $5 billion. I think you're right about that. And you know what it's going to be used for? Do tell. Just a name. Oh, it's going to be like AT&T. It's going to, no, AT&T is actually still a company. I'm talking like well, Nokia. Well, no, I believe, remember years ago it got bought up by one of those, sp- sp- they just, they. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's still. A cricket or something. It's still a telecommunications company. Okay, fair enough. But it's, it's like Nokia. Nokia technically still makes phones. Nokia doesn't make phones. They just, they, someone bought the name and they, they put it on crappy phones from China. Uh, it's like Jeep did, uh, you know, in the 2000s, you could buy baby strollers with, with Jeep, Jeep baby strollers. Yeah. And then I think, uh, have you ever seen like the Harley trucks, like Ford Harley trucks? Oh my God. No, I haven't. That sounds awful. They're actually cool looking trucks. So the fact that they put their name on it, I get that. But at some point I'm like, Hey, aren't you a motorcycle company? Yeah. That doesn't really seem to make sense. <laughs> it's like, okay. So you put black leather seats in the, uh, car, in the truck and now all of a sudden it's Harley worthy. And they don't even put orange on things. Isn't Harley all about the orange? Is it? Yeah, orange I and black. black. I, I think of black leather and chrome when I think Harley. I don't think orange. I guess the the, the logo has some orange in it, but it's on black. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a Halloween uh, thing. Um, yeah, but it's just sad. And this is, you know, everybody loves to talk how great capitalism is, how terrible the government is. But you know what? When you stop and think about all the companies that have completely lost their mojo completely lost everything that they ever built like yahoo and um aol and all the other companies from the 90s you start to think you start to wonder about capitalism because it doesn't seem like it's the greatest way to allocate resources if they just 
blow up and, and all that, all those resources get squandered. The thing is I like, it's okay. So for example, Sears, when Sears was going out of business and I know Sears isn't completely out of business, but it's turned into an eBay. When Sears went out of business, I was really kind of sad because I'd been going to Sears with my dad, buying tools. They used to actually have a garage. I used to get my car, no, my dad used to get his car worked on there from time to time. And the going into the whole Sears, it was like new stuff, but yet you felt like you were going into the past. <laughs> when that went out of business or to the point it is now, I was very, very sad because of the history. But my next thought was, it's time to have somebody else. It's it's nice to have somebody new. I know we hate Amazon, but guess what? Amazon's going to disappear someday, just like Sears. You say that. Yeah, no one would have ever thought Sears and Roebuck would have gone out of business 15, 20, oh, maybe 15, 50 years ago. They're gone. Mm -hmm. Macy's almost disappeared once for a while because department stores were on their way out. At some point, somebody's going to go, yeah, Amazon does a pretty good job, but guess what? They own a bunch of stores and they got a lot of overhead. <laughs> Amazon? Yeah, Amazon's buying has st uh, stores now. Well, they have mostly for distribution centers. That's it's mostly But they're for going to be opening actual brick and mortar. It's like, we'll see. <coughs> Apple did I mean, it. They don't need to because they have Whole Foods. I literally, yesterday I took a, an Amazon return and dropped it off at Whole Foods. That's funny. I did a drop off too for uh, at Kohl's. But the point is it just, you, you build up these companies. And but then, did you catch what we just said? What? I was trying to make the point that Amazon's going to go out of business and we both followed up with, we made a return. Oh yeah. But that's, that's part <laughs> of the business model. Okay. So I don't and know. You, you know very well how it, okay. I want to really talk about that real Amazon quick. The way they hurt the companies that sell through Amazon. Exactly. So I most, I don't know if most people know this, but this is kind of a crazy thing that Amazon does. So say I'm a manufacturer in the United States and I'm like, you know, I'm moderately sized and I'd like to sell some product on Amazon directly instead of through another company. Amazon charges you a percentage, which they should. They're distrib distributing your product. Fair. Then they charge you a percentage for their advertising. Whether you want it or not, you have to pay, which is fine. They're a big company. They do get your name out. Next thing that they charge don't you ever, is- Don't ever pull that crap with me. <laughs> you don't get any- points for just, oh, you know, we're a big platform. So if you share your content with us, you know, you're going to get uh, the value of being on our platform. No, no, sir. But no. that's what they push. The next thing is, is they also charge you if your product gets returned. I'm now, I'm saying that doesn't mean it actually got returned. It's you pay either way. They, it just on the chance that somebody might return your product, you have to pay a percentage when anybody buys your product, just in case they return it. Mm -hmm. Now, if they actually like return it, then you pay again and they don't give the product back to you. Then what they do is they put all of the returns on a big pallet and they actually resell it to somebody else. The manufacturer doesn't get a kickback from this. They actually sell those broken products or used products or perfectly fine products, but somebody didn't like the color of the, of uh, the sheets they bought. They go on a pallet, they go to an auction and yet they're sold again. And no one talks about that craziness. Amazon has a lot of dirty secrets. I just revealed some. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying, that, you know, this, the, these are some of them. There are more. But I, I still think that it's just, uh, I, I think, you know, and I, I consider myself mostly a capitalist, you know, certainly capitalist leaning. But you, you can't, you got to stop and wonder about all the destruction, the capital destruction that's been wrought by Maybe. companies going over. I get the whole capitalist Over thing. and over and over again. And why? Because they're badly run. And the, who who gets hurt by these badly run companies? Is it the top CEOs who are the ones actually causing it to run into the ground? Or do they get golden parachutes and then just you know wind up having to lay off uh, 100,000 workers who were doing their job? Well, that's the beauty of capitalism. You have a company where somebody's really smart and they're clever 
and they rule the world for a short while and somebody comes up with a new idea and then it's their turn. Yeah, I think you missed my point though. My point though is that the, the, the system is rigged in a lot of different ways. And, and one, one way is if you're at the CEO level, you can never fail. It doesn't matter what you do to a company. You're no, 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 that's not true. Oh, really? The CEOs get removed from companies yes, all the time do, because they've they made get, one too many mistakes. They get, their, they get their golden parachutes and they get to try again, over and over again. Make well, interesting enough, a lot of CEOs that have been fired and failed at one company have been rehired somewhere else and then were very successful. It just needed a reboot. Mm. Kind of needed a kick, kick in the butt. Where was that? Yeah, okay. I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I might know somebody. Generally speaking, once you're in the in the corporate suite, uh, you fail upwards. I don't think that's and true. Part, you know, actually, a lot of this, I think, comes down to the boards of the companies. I will tell you, I think boards are the failure in a lot of, in the corporate so world. So but, ridiculous. But the thing is, is that with companies, the, I've, the beauty of capitalism is, the whole thing is that anybody who's clever and smart enough can at least start a company and possibly make it to the top when you're dealing. And I get the whole opposite end where people are making money with toothbrushes for small children. That doesn't quite seem right, I guess. So if you're a manufacturer making baby toothbrushes, you're actually profiting off a little babies that need something to keep their teeth clean or pharmaceutical companies that are making money because they have a cure and they're going to charge you or they'll let you die. So I mean, I get that part. Baby teeth, toothbrushes should be free. No, I don't think they should be free, but I, that is the opposite argument, isn't it? The, of I, to I, capitalism I, I is that people are making money off other people's pain. Oh, and that's well, not see, fair. That's a moral hazard. That's why that's the hazard that's of capitalism. As much of a capitalist as I am, I have to recognize where it fails and where you don't want to apply it. Like the military. Generally, you want to keep military and capitalism separate. Uh, the other place would be healthcare. I mean, healthcare has been proven over, you know, every day it seems like it's getting worse and worse. And jails as well. Jail, yeah, that's an, that's an excellent example. I don't know. I don't know why it goes so bad with jails, though. It seems like they're, they're it seems to go incited. worse with children in jail. <clears throat> they turn 18 and they don't get released. And children in jail with toothbrushes. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, I need a warmer up. Let's, yep. let's get a warmer up and we'll come right back. Once upon a midnight dreary, well, I was pouting weak and weary. Upon your phone, it looked so dreary. I got a suggestion that would make you cheery. It's gorgeous. They got floors with fishes and fairies, bubbles and berries, cats and canaries. So as you're looking for something a little unique, go to our website and go take a peek. That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. Gorgeous floor for the Okay, so uh, I'm so glad we're back because I want to talk about something. I I go to I talked about auctions a few minutes ago. I love auctions. I mean, I look at different auction websites like every day, and uh, I, I've sensed that you may have a problem with auctions. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's good auction houses and there's bad auction houses, and so you were a little concerned about the temperature getting a little warmer here in Phoenix and our coffee and the fact that I keep coming late to our coffee date. <laughs> you know, I never mentioned the punctuality of your... You never do. Yes. You're very kind that way. If I had a dollar for every time I got mad at you... <laughs> I would be poor. I would not be mad. <laughs> er. This is what it... So about six weeks ago, Christopher, uh, I asked you, I said, I told you I was thinking about getting a 10 foot by 10 foot shade structure for my backyard so we could sit under it. Maybe it'd be a little bit cooler as the temperatures start to get warmer. And I, 
I haven't heard anything from you. Well, that's because I haven't seen one on the auction. Well, then I need to find another option. <laughs> because the sun's not waiting for your auctions. So, do you like gardening? Is that like when you get in the morning, no. you go, hmm, I think I'd like to do a little gardening today. I, some, t- some days I wake up and I say, oh God, I've got to do the gardening today. I can't put it off anymore. I buy every year Farmer's Almanac. Have you ever read this magazine or book or? No, but it reminded me of something about when you're talking about Sears and this may not be. Oh, go ahead. On target. Because I have purchased this, them from Sears. This maybe, maybe I shouldn't mention this, but I fell in love as a young man with Sears catalog as a boy, actually, because you know, we got these huge catalogs, which literally would have everything under the sun, including scantily clad women. Oh yeah. You're right. I forgot about so, those. I don't know. It, you know, what am I saying here? Yes. I looked at the girly pics <laughs> in uh, the Sears magazine. That's so funny. You said that I did that too. Cause that was when we were young, when we were young, Victoria's Secrets wasn't around or at least it didn't come to my well, house. My parents sure as hell weren't getting the Victoria's Secret catalog. Oh, yeah, neither they was were mine. getting the Sears catalog. Yes. Though. And then, yes. you know, uh, about a week after it came into the house, it would disappear. That is so... F- oh, look at you. Aren't well, you a big boy? Nobody seemed interested in you anymore. <laughs> that is so funny because I've never heard anybody talk about that. Oh, but I, I think it's a dirty little secret. And I think that is literally a dirty little secret. So, I was saying, it's so funny you talk. So, I knew nothing about... I, I, I grew up with all girls. So, two sisters... Uh, I lived with my mom. My dad worked two jobs. He was gone all the time. I never really saw him growing up because he was always working. And then I lived on a block with no boys, but lots of kids. In other words, all girls. There was one boy, but he was a baby. <laughs> and so what was interesting enough is you learn about them, you talk to the, and I'm, I'm talking about girls, but there, as you get older, curiosity goes in. And so- Yeah, it's curiosity that goes in. Yeah, yeah. So mom used to take me school shopping, you know, back to school shopping every year. And we would go to Sears, sometimes a place called JCPenney's. And you're right. I remember walking by the women's section in Sears going, I wonder what that looks like on a woman. <laughs> That's what the catalog's for. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that Victoria's Secrets came out, but by the time that became a thing, I was already in college. I, I was like, oh, I'm not looking at some magazine. I got the real thing yeah. sitting with me in class. But isn't, I mean, they had to have known when they were making these catalogs that guys would be looking at them. I've said this before. A beautiful women attract, for advertising purposes, both men and women. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you were right about the, the attractive men, though, too. You said the same thing about attractive men, like in, in far as leads and movies and whatnot. Yes. But if you put a man in underwear, men will not watch it, but women will continue. If you a put a woman annoyed. in underwear, both the men and the women, generally speaking, I know I'm not speaking for everybody. I know that. But generally speaking, women and men will keep watching if the woman is in, in some kind of media in her underwear. But most men, I know I do, I look away, I go, ah, I don't want to see that. And I close my eyes and I put my hand in front of my face. The reason the mic went down is because I'm looking, I'm visualizing some man, I'm looking away in my own grotesque right now. Uh, you don't want I to admit annoyed. that. I get annoyed when I see a good looking man, like, you know, totally ripped. It's like, well, I don't need to see that. My wife doesn't need to see that in comparison to me. The only reason I don't really like watching movies with gay people in it is because now it's like a double whammy of the nude men. I'm like, okay, that's twice. I can't handle it. It's way too much. (laughs) Well, that's a funny, weird thing about me. Like I'm so much cooler with 
two gay guys making out in real life than I am watching it on the screen. I don't want to see it on the screen. Well, it's in your face on the screen. No, like if I'm, if I'm, I have lived in the Northeast and we had, you know, trains and, and metros and whatnot. And you'd be sitting right across from it and they'd be making out. It's like, yeah, that'd be no big deal. No, that bugs me. I don't want to see it on the screen. I I don't even like seeing men and women make out. So making out just period. What do they call that? Uh, I'm distracted now because I'm thinking of all the times. You know, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't mind watching. What do they call that? Too much information? What do they call that? Yeah. TMI? Yeah. TMI. I, I, I don't want to see any of that. I, I, if couples are going to get together, uh, go get a room or if, and there, I, I just, I feel I don't like room. to see it. So the fact that I don't want to see two guys making out, it's just like, it's, it grosses me out just as much as seeing a man and woman on the street. I want to ignore it, but I will tell you. Whenever I see a man and woman, or even same-sex couple holding hands, I always think, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> I don't mind watching women make out. I got no problem with that, regardless of who they're making out with. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna abstain from saying anything. <laughs> I think you, okay. Anyway, Sears catalog, uh, and of course now everything's different because you have the internet, so you don't need a Sears catalog. That's probably what what did it in for Sears. Really, it wasn't it wasn't the 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 merchandising or anything like that. It was just that their catalog fell on deaf ears because you can just see naked people all over the internet. Yeah, now. you know, when we had our guest a couple of weeks ago, Amajit, on the show, he had brought up something interesting and you had said something in his rebuttal was, so you had brought up to the fact that kids, teens aren't really having sex anymore. And he had said, you think it's because it's the access to pornography. I would assume a kid sees pornography. The next thing he's going to want to do is hunt out the opposite or somebody to share those experiences with. And you were saying it's just the opposite. It's they see that. And because it's so scary because of the freaky stuff they do on porn, porn now, or maybe they always did. I just didn't know about it. I think it's, it's changed over the years. Well, let's just face it. They used to have these video stores and (laughs) I'm changing the topic. Um, you get divorced, you're a quitter. You know, if AOL and Yahoo are still together after all this time, Bill can't stick it out with Melinda. I mean, two losers. Who is it? I don't get it. You know, you got two losers who are sticking out together. Why can't Bill and Melinda stick it out? Are you calling them losers? No, I'm saying they're they're the winners, right? And if they can't oh. get their if they can't get their act together, oh. but these two losers can stick together. I mean, why haven't they split them? Well, up? James, what? don't we know? It's the it's the kind of hate to say this, but I'm, it's too late. I'm going to say it. Losers always stick together. So it's the winners that did divorced. That's dumb. Are you really a winner? I'm not though? trying to if be. You, I'm not trying to be divorced, funny. I'm serious. If you get divorced, are you a winner? I say no. A I hear what, what you're I saying. Say you're a quitter. You get but divorced, you're a quitter. Don't you? I, I would like to look at the statistics. In fact, here are the statistics: divorced people that are lower income stay together more than higher oh, income I, people. I bet that's not true. Uh, uh, that would only be true if it's too expensive to get divorced. Especially if you get the affluent people, I I don't know the statistics, but I keep hearing all this all the time. How like if you're affluent, this allows you not only get married but also to have kids. So generally speaking, the high, the more money you have, the more the more married you are, because you can afford it. Marriage and kids are expensive, and if you can't afford it, you're gonna you know either not get married to begin with or get divorced. Okay, so what percentage is considered high? I don't know. What are you what are you talking about for divorce? Uh, okay. I got to tell you this. Okay. So these are the highest, okay. This is the highest divorce rates. If you look at 
your profession, okay? If you're a dancer, 43% chance you're going to get divorced. If you well, are what a- What kind of dancer are we talking about? Yeah, I know. I I, I don't think is it self, means- Is that self-reported? I don't think it means pole dancer. Is that self-reported? I, yeah, I don't know. Okay, because, you know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, so check this out. Bartenders, I can see this part. Bartenders is 38.4%. Okay, so dancers and bartenders, this is self-reported. Those are things like, yeah, I'm a bartender, even though you haven't bartended in like three years. You're probably just unemployed. Okay, now th- wait, but this is a weird one. Are you ready? Massage therapists, 38.2% chance of getting divorced. Okay. 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 I don't know. I just thought. <laughs> That's I, just weird. If, you're, if your spouse is out, you know, rubbing other people down after a while, like it has its toll only, on only you. Only because they're tired of rubbing people down. They won't, 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 won't rub you down at the end of the day. Well, here's a weird one. You ready? Gaming cage workers. I don't know what that means. Okay. Those are the people out like Vegas. Okay. 34.6%. Gaming, anything in the well, gaming. Las Vegas, gambling. You know, yeah, you're not, 31%. You're not if you're in Las Vegas, you're not normal. I'm sorry to break it to you guys, but if you're listening to this in Las Vegas and you're living there, you're not normal. Okay, so here are your odds of staying married, okay? So these people don't usually get divorced. Some of them are very predictable. Some, some are kind of weird. Farmers, only 7.63%. Wow. So you're saying that their divorce rate is 7%? So it's only 7%. Okay. So if you're on the farm and you're struggling together, you're going to stay together. <laughs> um, podiatrist. What is that? Foot doctor? Is that the foot doctor? Really? I think the podiatrist is a foot doctor. Because pod means foot, right? Uh, no, it means casting. That's what we're doing right now. We're foot casting. <laughs> so podiatrist, they stay together? Podiatrist is six point. Eight percent. So Even if you're better than farmers, wow. yeah. So if you are working on people's feet fungus, you are likely to stay fungus. together it's with your spouse. Now this one's an obvious. Clergy is five point six, which I think is kind of high. I assume these that's people a, stayed married. Uh, okay, but they're not all married, so that's weird. Now here's something: if you have clear sight of what I'm talking about, optometrists mm-hmm. only four percent, so they stay married. That's weird. Now, here's something interesting, and it almost goes, I think it's cheating because it's that almost really the same. weird. 4%. I don't, I, where are you getting these numbers from? So I'm going to tell you in just a minute, but it's from a lawyer's, uh, it's a lawyer's uh, website. I don't trust lawyers. Um, okay. I don't either. So maybe these are all wrong, but this is interesting. Agricultural. No, this is so, so uninteresting. Agricultural engineers. In other words, fancy farmers. Only 1.78% chance of getting divorced. Well, they're not married to begin with. Crazy, though, don't you think? Either that or they're killing themselves. Uh, you know. Now, uh, so here, this is kind of interesting. Farm is, a fancy farm is, is basically uh, you know, industrial farming, which is a pretty kind of tough job. So you want to hear some odd oddball things? Yes. Anything in the entertainment business, uh-huh. you're 28% likely going to get divorced. 20% of the population. Anybody's in the, I'm surprised it's that low. I know. I thought it was much higher because we watched no, the course, news and all the well, famous the, people. Well, the thing is, if you take the entire industry, you're yes. talking about a lot of normal people. But if yes. you're talking about, quote, the talent, right. then there's I would lot, imagine it'd be a lot higher because yeah. they're, you know, they're pre- pretty dumb and self-centered. But what's interesting is, so it's 28.4%, but I don't know if this is related to the entertainment business, but bellhops, same amount of divorce rate. <laughs> what percentage of people have I not offended yet? <laughs> Because I keep calling them dumb. Everybody, everybody you oh. mentioned is like, well, they're dumb. They're oh, okay. They kill themselves. Well, okay, yeah. let's let's find somebody you might have some empathy for. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with that. Nurses. Mm-hmm. 
28.9%. That's a rough job. And you have a pretty tough life. And you, you, if you're married to a nurse, you have to be, you have to be in it. You, so have, to, you have to be dedicated. Here's a high, high, I think kind of high, but yet I didn't even know this profession existed anymore. Telephone operators, 29.3% chance of getting divorced. Okay. So of the three telephone operators who are still employed, two of them are still married. Ooh, are we considered audiologists? No, <laughs> definitely not me. Okay, so we're not getting divorced if we were, because it's 7.77%. Well, we wouldn't be getting divorced, because I wouldn't marry you in a thousand years. Okay, one last- personal, okay. but you're crazy. Okay, should we look at- You're too vain for Should me. we look at an eth- as ethnicity? Oh boy, yes, please. Let's get in more trouble. Okay, so I'm only going to look at 2009 because I, I don't have anything more recent. 2009 that. is that too late? It's okay, like a thousand years ago. Yeah, forget it. That's, that's all. You, that's all you have. Okay, so here is the here is the list of why people get divorced. Okay. Okay. Top eight. Ready? Eight at the bottom. Domestic violence or Oof, abuse. That's harsh. Twenty five percent. Lack of preparation for marriage, 41%. Lame. Lack of equality in the relationship. So somebody's being a little Isn't bit the dominant. Is the first one? Domestic <laughs> abuse? No, no, no. It just means that somebody feels like they're in charge and the one goes, no, I'm in charge. And they're like, uh, no, I'm in charge. And then- That's still domestic, squ- domestic squabbling. Okay, just a little side note. I've, I've observed that men seem to be in charge of the relationship in the youth and women, and as they get older, it converts over to the woman takes charge. So as, as the couple get older, it reverses roles. So you, you, you just, you're just acknowledging the fact that men are delusional. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Now here's here. This is going to sound a little more predictable. Number five, unrealistic expectations. I'm thinking the women. Well, I'm thinking that's about sex. I think it's about the men too. Oh, no, 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 no. I think that's the women thinking they're going to change the guy and now oh, and realizing that they don't change the guy because uh, the guy is still just looking at his Sears catalog. The numbers are going to get higher. Number four, marry too young. Lame. Well, that's like Bill Gates, right? <laughs> yeah, 30s too young. Oh my gosh. This is not surprising, but it's only number three. I thought it would be number one. Infidelity. Well, it didn't stop Hillary. Okay. Yeah. I right. Mean, within a, you know, that time we're probably married to a race, uh, rapist. She didn't seem to care. Much. I think, uh, between their two sins, they are quite compatible. Sins. What sins does she have? All right. That's another show. Okay. <laughs> Number two, arguing too much. Oh, <laughs> Why get married if you're not going to argue? If you've got nothing to talk about. Okay, so the That's number dumb. number That's dumb too. Okay, and that was 40, 56. That that was 56. 56%. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here is number 1 according to wlflawyers.com divorce statistics and facts. And number 1 is kind of a mix. Lack of commitment. What does that even mean? Does that again, mean all the uh, other seven listed well, put together? No, it's again, it's uh, you know the woman thinks she's th- th- there's something more of the relationship than the man does. They don't understand. They're, they're not on the same foot. But I think this is. I'm sorry. Uh, objection, Your Honor. Leading the witness. <laughs> this all seems like they're just leading people into divorce. It's like you know. Do you feel like he's not committed to you? Then you should get divorced. Do you feel like you guys argue too much? Then you should get divorced. You know. Does he maybe looking around too much? Then you should get divorced. I think this is nonsense. I don't like it. Okay. It's stupid. <laughs> All right, last statistic I have for you, which is kind of a bummer for me because I, I would like my kids to get married earlier than later in case I croak. Here it is. 
60% of couples married between the ages of 20 and 25 will end in divorce. 60%? It says 60%. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if this statistic is true, but that's what it's got right in here. Now, if they married after 25, it's very unlikely they get divorced. Well, I think Bill just skewed that one. Yeah, he did. But, Thanks, you know, Bill. Oh, my God. So, okay, I said that was my last one, but here it is. If both you and your partner have had previous marriages, you are 90% more likely to get divorced than if you had both been in your first marriage to each other. That doesn't really mean much. So 90% more likely doesn't actually show how many of those people get divorced. But, you know, I do know people who, serial marriage people, you know, they get married over and over and over again. Well, like, we, you know what? You didn't get it right the first time. And yeah, <laughs> by the time the third or fourth time, you should be pretty obvious who's the, whose fault this is. Here's something that can make you feel good, and I think we should end on this. You ready? Since we're both married and we've both been married for quite a while. Those with below average IQs are 50% more likely to be divorced than those with above average IQs. So I guess Bill Gates wasn't the smartest guy. Wasn't IQ. <laughs> Hey, hey, James, I want to say thank you so much for having me over again today. And maybe next week we'll meet at my house. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the percent chance of that is or uh, if we'll still be married then. (laughs) Once our wives get a load of this one. Thank God our wives don't listen to our podcast. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Thank you, Betsy and Jennifer. (laughs) Bye-bye, James. Bye. Heat Stroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. Audio engineer, Christopher Furman. If you'd like to contact Heatstroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Now the sun is out, the sun is out so bright. Don't Won't you come on out, it's making light, light and bright for you. Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. One. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's very brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. You've been in your house so long, you don't even remember what the sun looked like. But you ain't ready to leave those four walls. But you're sure tired of looking at that dim floor. It's ugly. Uh, and you want something a little more interesting. Well, you should check out Outrageous when you want an outrageous floor. We got all kinds of fun patterns like, like flying monkeys. And some of my favorite, paisleys and bubblegum balls. We got pizza floor, pepperoni if you like it. If you're still learning how to read, we got alphabet floor. And that ain't spilled soup. We got covered wagons with horses. We got grapefruit and green grass. Fire trucks and fireflies. We got chicken for your kitchen. Heck, we got a floor to look like you're floating in outer space, staring at a big old Saturn and even possibly Uranus. Keep your mind clean and come on down and go rages for some go outrageous for it. That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. See you soon. Oh, my God. Okay. Isn't that weird? I might cut this whole ending out. I just don't like it. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. All right. How do you want to end it? Um, Well, 
let's just face it. They used to have these video stores and I mean, I was a young man. I went in to go look to see what they had in there yeah. one time. There were some pretty gross subject matters. Oh, I was like, naturally. oh my God, people yeah, yeah. do that. It's weird stuff, man. It is weird stuff. It's not all weird. Some it's the behind the counter fine. stuff that was the weirdest. I remember going in because there was one. So I lived in Hermosa Beach and there, oh my God, it might still be there. There used to be a porn shop and I walked by it every day for years, actually skateboarded by it. So one day I finally go, I'm going to go see what this place is like. And I walked in, I'm like, holy crap, what is that? And you know, I had no idea. And the guy's like looking at me, looking at the weird stuff. I, I saw the blow up doll. I got that. But all the other stuff, I was like, that's too weird. What is that? And then, of course, you have the movies. And then I couldn't believe that the subject matters. And now you have access to it everywhere. I mean, yeah. literally everybody has access to it. They, it. For a while on the Internet, they used to have this little button that asked if you were 18. I don't think they even do that anymore, do they? What's the point? I guess. Uh, my, yeah, uh, I think a 13-year-old finger can hit that button just as easily as an 18-year-old finger can hit that button. Yeah, 18, sure. Oh, yeah, my year of birth was 1924. <laughs> Grandpa's got a... <laughs> now, if you had to sign in with Facebook, I guess that wouldn't work either. Um, so I, I do wonder what hap- what's happened to the adult bookstores. Are they still there? Well, I, I remember... Uh, There's another industry that has been, you know, unfortunately just, you know, devastated. Yeah. So on Hollywood Boulevard, there used to be right near Man's Theater, right down the street, a little bit east, there was like a series of random old, beautiful theaters that had basically gone under and were bought by people that were showing porn. So you used to be able to see all these porn signs next to all the stars and the tourists would come on. It reminded me of like Holland, you know, in the red light district of Amsterdam. But- California. California. Not only are they all gone, Disney has bought some of them. <laughs> and so um, I know this is dating uh, dating uh, me a little bit, but there was a movie that came out years ago called Frost. And I decided, I, I take this back. My sister had decided that we were all going to see, a, as a big family event, we're all going to go see Frost together, this big, not huge Frost, Disney movie. Frozen. Oh, I'm sorry, Frozen. Oh, you, oh, God. you are so old. Get it right. Anyways... And I remember going to this beautiful theater and just going, oh my God, this place is absolutely beautiful. I've always wanted to come in here, but wouldn't because it was a porn shop or a porn theater. Well, I think that's, <laughs> it's a, important to note that not only were you going into an adult bookstore, you were going to an adult bookstore in California. Oh, do you think that makes a difference? I think so. You Californians are weird. Well, you might be right, but- Dirty, gross. Disgusting. Another reason I know about pornography and video is because I was an assistant manager at a place called Warehouse Records, which is really huge in the 90s. Now, Warehouse Records, I believe, is the only major chain in the West part of the United States that actually had a little room that you could go rent pornography. Being an assistant manager, you're not going to ask the cute little girl, hey, do you mind restocking the porn room? So I always ended up having to go do it. And you're right. Generally speaking, those were pretty just like mellow stuff. It was nothing like I saw at Hermosa Beach. Shot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Porn. Should we end on porn? No. <laughs> Don't we always? I mean, no. Is that what happened with Bill and Melinda? You think Melinda found Bill's stash? Oh, that's so funny. Can you imagine what his stash would look like? You know, I, th- I think I know why they Melinda and Bill broke up for real. Yeah. I think uh, Bill eventually, uh, I think Bill uh, finally admitted to Melinda that, uh, yeah, 
He invented the internet just for porn. So I just, it's so funny you made that joke because I had heard Elon Musk and Bill Gates teamed up to invent a cure for erectile dysfunction. It's called Eon Gates. Eon Gates? <laughs> it's not funny, is it? I don't get it. Do you got a dirty one? No. I, I was thinking of something before you derailed me with that terrible joke. But what? You, how do you break up after that long? Well, I, mean, I think what's, it's... What's uh, going to be wait, in your future? I think the joke was about... <laughs> I can't say this word. Penis? Vagina? <laughs> I think it's about penis enlargements. Penis, penis, I can't say it. Penis and answer. I don't know why I can't say that word. You can't say penis and answer? I have art. You know I can't say that word with a straight face. I, yeah, I don't even What's like. What's wrong to, with penis? I don't can't you even like penis? Like, no, I can't even, I can't even stand I mean, the word. I, I, okay, here's the thing about penis. There's one penis I like. I don't think I like any of the others. Does he understand what I'm referring to? <laughs> I like mine. I don't like yours. So keep it in your pants. Oh my God. Okay. Isn't that weird? I might cut this whole ending out. I just don't may, like may, it. May, may, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. All right. What do you, how do you want to end it? Um, oh, you know, AOL. AOL and Yahoo are still together after all this time. Bill can't stick it out with Melinda. I mean, <laughs> it's losers. Who is it? I don't get it. <laughs>